You're listening to Groovy Gore, episode 2 with GroovyWitch666 and Joe Bob Riggs from the last Kaiden. this works. <laughs> it worked the first time? Worked the first time, right? Uh, yeah. First time. But I'm a little bit of a, kind of this, I kind of have a little bit of a, I don't know what happened this last year. I'm like, kind of like, I feel like I'm getting Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Forgetful. <laughs> so how have you been? I'm, like, I'm so glad you guys started filming again during this last quarantine like that has been my highlight and like like i look forward to it every week doing the show yeah yeah of course yeah we figured out how to do it we we cobbled them together i think most people could have done it to figure out a way (laughs) it was like nothing there's nothing like like netflix i think they're starting to put a few new things on but like everywhere is just Dale. Yeah, we. You doing it in Jersey? Yeah, we do it in Jersey. There was, there was, um, uh, when when COVID first happened, there was all all these kind of rules that were imposed on productions by insurance companies, and you couldn't be in a state where they. Um, where they don't have a mask mandate, and there were other oh. there were other rules like the states had to be under a certain number of people with COVID, and and so we couldn't do it in Texas. We could, we couldn't get cleared for Texas. Oh. Now, I mean, what, Texas was fine with our being there, but yeah. um, but sure. uh, but insurance companies uh, had certain rules, and so one of the places you could be is New Jersey now. It makes no sense because New Jersey, New Jersey had incredibly high rates of COVID. I thought so too. Yeah, I mean, it was like Weird. it didn't it didn't have anything to do with um, with reality. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, that's where we ended up, and we were able to like um, we were able to shoot some stuff out at um, Crystal Lake, so it was okay. <laughs> So you really far out there? Or? Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty. Yeah, there are like rural rural parts of New Jersey. No, <laughs> oh, I know. I've been there. I grew up like in Massachusetts. So I, I've been there, but yeah. Um, although I went to the New Jersey State Fair one year, and um, uh, they didn't have enough people to exhibit cows, and so they had to accept cows from. Southeastern New York State, <laughs> so, so you could win the New Jersey State Fair Blue Ribbon with a New York cow, because <laughs> I guess they're like running out of cows. <laughs> I I went to my first state fair here a couple of not last year. Last year I think there was like some crazy shooting. Like, I think it was the year before I went. It was my first time ever. Well, that's got to be a great state weird. fair, Kentucky, right? You know, I was a little disappointed. Really? <laughs> they didn't have just, giant pigs? 
No, like, it was so weird. It was like, it was so weird. It was smaller than I thought it would be. And then all the animals were shoved inside, which just smelled like shit. Like, for, it was like, I was gagging. I had to, like, run around real fast and get out of there. But um, You mean livestock barns? They had livestock barns. No, it wasn't right? really barns. It wasn't barns. No, they just, like, divvied up. They made these, like, little divvy up areas and put the animals in it. It was it's a convention center. Yeah. And so oh. it wasn't a real barn or anything, and then, but some of those people, those animals, like, were allowed to sleep over in that place with the animals, and I, it was, it was just this, this bench was, I've never smelled anything like it, but there was all these, like, cows and horses and pigs, yeah. but they didn't, they were small, and they just looked confused, like, and they're all, like, just... Yeah, they're just shitting continuously, just dropping. Shit. Well, you, you're gonna have smells at at, yeah. at, at livestock shows. I think the know? people smelled worse, though. Like, the, the, the shit was but some of the people that were like living there with the animals for the time, the whole. Are you dissing your fellow Kentuckians? I always do. I always do. Everyone knows I hate it here. Oh no. I, I always do. I get. I, I still get looks. I've been here a few years, and I still get looks like. When I'm out, like I'm like I have ten sprouting <laughs> out of my head, and they just stare at me like I'm a freak. <laughs> uh, well, they have. Uh, I mean, the Kentucky Derby is like sort of the most highbrow animal event you can have in the world, you know. So yeah, that so. was a disappointment too. When I went to do a tour of that. I have yeah. friends drive up here, and they dragged me to do a tour of that. I finally did a tour of that. And I thought it was weird because it's in a really, really shitty area. The front is cool. It's pretty and stuff, but then you go when you go in and go through to the back. It is very, very old, but it's cool, but it's, like, it's not what I expected. Are you talking about Churchill Downs? Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how close it was to me either because it's, like, kind of hidden. It's, like, not in the best area, and it's really hidden. So when when you say the back of it, you mean like the uh, the, the back actual, stretch, the stable areas? No, the, more more like the, the actual track. Was oh, the track as, itself. Um, like it kind oh. of needs a facelift or something. Oh wow! Okay, well I guess they you know they they dress it up with flowers once a year, right? Yeah. Well, they don't really show that up close. They just show you know the front of it and then just I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, horses, horses everywhere here. <laughs> yeah, well, I used to I used to work in the summers at the racetracks, so I know. I in fact, I I used to work at the uh, at the horse farms in Kentucky on uh, well, just one summer. I I worked at the breeding barns in uh, Lexington. <laughs> so and yeah, it smells bad. Did you have to shovel all this shit or? Well, I got the worst of it because I was a, I, I was actually below stable boy. I, you know, a vet's assistant is is uh, is about the lowest job you can have in the in the uh, horse farms. I met you. I think I you. I met you in Lexington at the Scarefest. That that was my first ever convention. The one in Lexington? Yeah, yeah, that was my first one ever. Was that near, like, the, the where you worked when you were doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. All the all the big, um, all the big fancy horse farms are all around Lexington. Um, you know, they're all owned by 
um, billionaires. I mean, it's a, that's a billionaire sport. <laughs> and so, because nobody can afford to own a racehorse, <laughs> only, only people that we never see that people that we never see in real life that run, that actually manage the world <laughs> are the people who own, who own racehorses. Like the guy who won this year, but then they took it away from him because his horse tested positive and they ended up just giving it to winning the to the second place winner. Yeah, but and that guy um, won before he's like fucking crazy. Well, the the the, the the trainer had won before, um, but um, uh, I think the the owner was a first time owner, so that that had to be oh, really? like a major. Had- no, that had to be a major disappointment yeah. for him because, but yeah, the trainer was Bob Baffert. I think he's won more, yeah. more races than anybody, more big races than anybody. But, um, um, but uh, yeah, that's a big problem with. Uh, I mean, it's like those horses are so inbred um, over the past seven hundred years. They're just bred for speed, you know? And so and so they have all kinds of ailments that they try to um deal with with drugs, some legal, some illegal. And and um a lot of times the drug just is to mask the pain yeah. that the horse is in, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and they probably shouldn't be racing because they're in so much pain. <laughs> but they just exactly. like all that. No, exactly. It's like, uh, I used to do sports, and I remember when I, um, I actually broke some bones, but it was an important competition. And they just, um, it was like a fine line on what they let you take and not take. But they gave me something just so to take away the pain so I could still play. And I couldn't feel my fucking foot, and I made the whole, my whole. It was worse after because of it. So I'm like, oh, don't, don't, don't race the fucking horse and injured. Yeah, no, you know, horse racing is a brutal sport. You shouldn't, you shouldn't ever mask pain if you're gonna do anything athletic. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 I love the history behind the Derby, and I love seeing all the people wearing their. Usually not this year, but usually they wear crazy pastel colors and suits and the big hats. And I like like hearing about all the weird bourbon drinks and stuff, but I just hate the animal like abuse behind it. But yeah, like yeah, it's very um, (laughs) it's very 19th century in terms of in terms of all the rich people dress up and all the poor people. you know, spend their money on betting. <laughs> yeah. oh, so how do they handle that? Because, like, they had a, um, a winner, and then it wasn't for a few days or almost a week before they said, oh, wait, no, he's not the winner. He tested positive, and now the second-place person is going to be the first place. So do they wait to pay people out when they bet in case something like that happens? Or how does that Boy, that's a good question, how they do the betting. That yeah, is a like, very good paid, question. You're there, you, you no, you can money, but you then, can cash your ticket. No, that that's they yeah. can't. You can't get your money because the the uh, um, uh, I don't know how the 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 people that had money had win tickets on the second place horse. Uh, they've got it. They're going to have to pay them somehow. Yeah, that's. Um, and I don't know, but the people that had the money on the first place horse, yeah. 
uh, already, already collected their money. Yeah. So it's bad news for Churchill Downs, however you <laughs> however you slice it. Um, no one can answer that question. My my friend knows some rich fucking asshole that apparently I met once. I don't remember who. They own some horses or have their hand in owning some fucking horses there and that. So I was like, ask them. But no one, no one knows at all how. No, that's a really good question because uh, usually if there's a dispute about a uh, about a race, um, they won't announce the result, and they'll and the and the the uh, judges will watch the video again and determine if anything bad happened. Um, you know, because a lot of times a horse gets disqualified for um, uh, moving out of its lane or a jockey um, uh, uh, hits the other rider or something like that. And, uh, and and so the horse will get moved down one position or two positions. And so they'll, they'll adjust it and then they'll announce the result. But on yeah. the thing like this, where it's drugs, I don't know what they do because yeah, it took took several days to verify for sure that that um, that the horse was not clean, and so and so they've already paid off all those win t- winning oh. tickets. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really bad for and horse racing in a lot know, of ways. And you know, some of the people who bet on the second place winner that's now first, they're gonna want. They're going to want their money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to they'll be like losses or something. Absolutely. And on the Kentucky Derby, you have major betting. Uh, yeah. Not just and not just at the Louisville track. You oh, have yeah. betting at um, off-track betting yeah. parlors all over the country. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I wonder like in Vegas too. Like I wonder how. Yeah. I want my money. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a question for Quora. Do you ever, do you ever ask a question to Quora? No. <laughs> Google. I actually tried. I hate. I hate those things that you like ask Google or Siri or any of those stupid things. Um, I tried at my friends, but it, it's kind of like freaking. Like I guess I'm, the questions I ask, they just don't have any answers to. <laughs> yeah. No answer me. So do you think are you guys ever gonna do another um twenty four hour marathon again or twenty four hour marathon? Um <laughs> Shutter's not Shutter's not um big on the twenty four hour marathons. They're not even yeah. big on the four movie marathons. And the I don't know, the reason, you know, they they have they have data, you know, that probably shows that People don't want to stay up all night or people don't stay up all night. And so, you know, why do it? Um, I would love to do one. You know, I, I, I wish we could do one. Um, originally, I, I wanted to do a, a three-day marathon, you know, do, do Labor Day weekend and just have nonstop horror for the whole time and stay up the whole time. And... Um, uh, that that resulted in the 24 hour that was a that was a modified version of the original idea <laughs> and i think the, i think we call it the 24 hour marathon i think it was more like 27 hour i think it came out to 27 hours yeah, it, was it was 13 more. it was 13 movies i remember that but um i talked so much um 
in a lot of the movies that uh, uh, 13 movies was more than two hours per movie. <laughs> you know, even though the movie was just an hour and a half, but then I would talk for at least 30 minutes and then, you know, then some of them were longer than that. And so, um, so I think it was about 27 hours. Damn. And then now, I mean, we have a couple of movies where I've, where the time that I've talked is longer than the running time of the movie. <laughs> I think on, on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think I talked. I think my talking was a longer running time than the running time of the movie. So <laughs> nobody's think, complained about it yet. So no, <laughs> I don't, people, I don't really point it, it out. So, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, like, are there some movies that you've tried to show that they're just like, no, they won't let you, or um, ones that you had to really fight for? Yeah. Um, I mean, they don't They don't ever actually say absolutely not. They just kind of, like, say, you know, no, we'd rather not show that right now or whatever. So, okay. like... Um, I kind of want to show I Spit on Your Grave because a, oh, yeah. a sequel came out and yeah, and um, uh, um, it's you know it's the most popular commentary track of all the commentary tracks I've ever done and um, I also did the commentary track on the sequel and um, Mayor Zarki the director uh, would be happy to come on the show and so would Camille Keaton, the star of the movie, and some, maybe some of the other actors. And it is, and you know, it's just it's just considered controversial. But that's yeah. that's why I want to show it because I consider it an anti-rape movie and a pro-feminism movie. But um, yeah, but people <laughs> people regard it as somehow, um, you know, it got a reputation decades ago as um as bad as you know because siskel and ebert said it should be censored it should not even be seen and well, they um, just don't watch it i'm like why well, I, I don't, I don't censor shit just put a thing slap a warning on it and then you choose yeah. if you want to see it or adults i mean maybe but that's what makes it in, that's it. what makes it interesting to me that people got so upset about uh uh, uh you know about a a rape revenge movie. It wasn't even the first rape revenge movie. You know, there was an Ingmar Bergman movie that was that was uh, uh, similar. There was a um, um, there was a Sam Peckinpah movie that was similar. And so um, I don't I don't know why that one they ruined that guy's career. <laughs> he, he never he never really came back from it. So. Um, uh, but they don't really want to show that one. Uh, there's others that they don't want to show just because they are, um, uh, well, some are just not available. They're just, yeah. you can't get them. You can't get the rights to them. But there are some that, um, that uh, um, you know, they're just not as excited about the title as I am. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I don't. You never know. You never know why. You never know why. I do. 
Do you remember a movie that that just brought back this memory of this movie that I don't know why it really disturbed me because it wasn't graphic as graphic or anything as I said in your grave, but um, it had Naomi Watts in it. She was married with a kid, and these two guys, um, they hold them hostage in their house, and they do it to other neighbors too, and they like, you know, like torture them and that, and do stuff to her in front of her kid and her husband and stuff. Do you know what movie that is? I don't remember that movie. Um... Uh, it still disturbs me. That disturbed me. It wasn't too graphic or violent. It didn't show too much. It's kind of like PG-ish. Or not PG, but you know, it didn't really show that much, but it was so disturbing to me that... Is it the one... Like... Is it called... Is, is it? It's not The Strangers, is it? The Strangers? That's a that's a home invasion movie that is just very bleak, very bleak. Um, uh, home invasion, home, home invasion scenes are kind of the most terrifying scenes ever. You, you know who does you know who does them well? Lifetime Network. <laughs> Life, some of the best exploitation films of recent years have been on Lifetime Network. You know, it's just, they just, they know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, those, those remind me of, like, I'm obsessed with, um, like, murder, um, true crime or whatever. Like, they, there's this Dateline one on, it's on just regular TV every week. And a lot of them are, like, home invasion related. They're terrifying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Me out the most. And I, I've been broken into before when I've been home by myself. So it's like, I just, I, I shouldn't watch it because then, like, my heart rate goes. I'm all jittery for, like, weeks. I can't sleep. But I love watching this stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a true crime fan myself. And, and uh, um, there was one in Connecticut where I'm I'm generally opposed to the death penalty. But there was these two guys in Connecticut that, I've seen that a couple of true crime shows that uh, reproduce their their home invasion crime, and uh, I was just like, you know, there's some people that you just, you just have to put them down like rabid dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like because they're like I, animals. Some people, yeah, like it's like no one is safe as long as these guys are alive. That's yeah, you know, and 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 I'm not a death penalty advocate. I don't really think we should have the death penalty, but yeah. but there's just some of these cases you see them and you say, well, the, how do how do we protect the world against these two these two guys? It's like even if you put them in prison, how how do we protect the guards? And the other yeah. prisoners, you know, okay. and so, and so, um, uh, yeah, home va- home invasion stories are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the? Um, it's not a home invasion, but there's uh, another kind of like crime. I think it's only three episodes. It's about the mob, like in the seventies and eighties. Um, it's just newish. A new story about a, a new crime series about the mob. Yeah, um, I think it's only like three episodes, maybe or four. Uh, no, crazy. I would really I would really definitely good. watch that. But there there are there are there have been quite a few, um, uh, like series about the mob. Uh, um, you know, there's 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 all those shows that are on like. Uh, like you mentioned, Dateline, and then there's Discovery ID Channel, and yeah. then there's then there's there's like a 
a sort of remedial discovery ID channel. I forget the name of it. It's like, it's like crime, the crime and investigation channel. It's like, it's like for people, for people who can't afford discovery ID, <laughs> crime and investigation channel. And, and, uh, they had a, they had a really old series about the mob that was really good, you know, but it was done with the old style announcing and everything. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. I like, I like this one because it shows so much old footage in New York in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Like, this is really interesting. And it made the FBI look and the cops look stupid as fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was pretty funny. I actually, I was, I'm so obsessed with that because when I was a kid, I was growing up in Boston I saw Whitey Bulger all over the place, you know, and. You lived in Whitey's neighborhood? Uh, we I don't know where we, he used to go into like little mom and pop stores shops bought this little boxing I think my brother took boxing there I'm not sure if that's the place they took it but like he'd go in and like demand you'd have whatever money and you'd have to pay him weekly just because or otherwise oh protection money yeah. yeah burn your place down kill your wife whatever but he was so nice he was so nice to kids and stuff it's it funny I loved him so for so long when I was a kid because every time I saw him he was so nice and I like my it's like such a bit. I remember he. Oh. I probably shouldn't be telling the story. But I remember yelling once, which is being kind of mean. But I was like, I was like, I remember feeling disappointed when they found him in Santa Monica, and I'm like, wait a second, he's he's bad. Just quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there are a lot of people in um in New York that live in the old mob neighborhoods complain about. And they say, hey, look, they didn't pick up the trash again. Back in the days when the mob ran things, you just called up the mob and they would, yeah. and the trash would be gone in an hour. <laughs> you know, I mean, they like, formed, like, there was like, what, like at least six families. They formed this thing called the commission and they get, they had, they made up all these rules. So I guess like all the yeah, mob families. Yeah. The, well, yeah. The five, the five families, five. um, in order to protect their profits, uh, Formed a formed a, a cartel in the fifties, uh, and they divided up the country. You know, so that's that's why you had the, you know, the the family that ran, you had the family that ran New York, and the family that ran Philadelphia, and the family that ran Boston, and and um, crazy though. I, think, I think there was one in Miami, and there was one in um, New Orleans, and uh, uh, it, yeah, it was like. Um, you know, I was I was in the movie Casino, and in the in the real story that Casino is based on, um, the the the, um, the the hotel it's based on the Stardust Hotel in mm-hmm. Las Vegas, and the hotel was actually owned by the Kansas City mob, but of oh. course, you know, they were never known to be the owners. They had a guy. Lefty something who was the uh, who was the uh, it's always like Lefty or the nominal or... <laughs> yeah he was the nominal owner uh, and in those days a corporation corporations weren't allowed to own casinos because you couldn't have because everybody every owner had to had to be approved by the um, Gaming commission. The commission, yeah. You know, you had to have a background check on every owner. 
So corporations didn't qualify because it means you would have to do a background check on everyone who owns stock in the corporation, you know, thousands of people, so you couldn't do it. And so that means that if you could find one guy who could pass muster at the uh, gaming commission, you know, he had a clean record, didn't have any crimes, and he would become the front man for the various mob organizations that ran the casinos. They're just so, it was so crazy all like the seventies and eighties, their heyday, like they own like all with the um unions and then like when they got into the construction the construction track. They own the unions, like, they own the waterfront, they own yeah. garbage collection, they own they own the casinos, they own they own the <laughs> completely yeah. owned the porn industry. Um yeah. for years. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. They didn't do drugs. They didn't do drugs so much. They did not do drugs. Um, uh, some of them got in, got into it, and they they were, got killed as a result. <laughs> they did. For some reason, they didn't want to do drugs. They would do almost anything else illegal. Yeah. Kill someone is fine, but no drugs. <laughs> right. Uh, so what would you? All right, this is. I'm kind of curious. This is a weird, this might be weird you out, but uh, like, say you were woken up in the middle of the night and there's like like tons, like I don't know, like 50 like aliens or whatever around your bed and you look out the windows, there's like a ton of them and they're like, all right, get up and they give you like two minutes and you can grab like, I don't know, just three things to take with you because they're going to take you to wherever their planet. You only could grab three things. <laughs> what would you uh look, what would you grab? Oh my god. <laughs> um Oh my god. I think I would need You can never come I back. I think I would really. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would need um I think I, I would need coffee, whiskey and and would they let me take my computer? It's like, would my would they have Wi-Fi? Would they have Wi-Fi on the alien planet? No, they have a totally different system, so yours wouldn't work. So the computer wouldn't work. So no, uh, no computer so. phones wouldn't work because they're oh different system. So that's that's it's it's sort of the old if you could only take one book, what would you take? You know, and it's like I don't have a book that I love that much. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, what kind of whiskey? Uh, what would be the whiskey? Um, I, 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 if I could have as as much as I wanted, I would, I would probably take. Um, I would t- take wild turkey. Wild turkey. <laughs> yeah. And what what about what coffee? Are you particular to a certain brand or? Um. I it would it would definitely be Colombian and it would be dark roast. <laughs> you drink it just so. straight or Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't I don't get people who put a shit ton of crap in it. Like, no. I did I I probably <laughs> I you remember like there was this time um I don't know back was it in the 90s when people decided that coffee was unhealthy? <laughs> and and you should stop drinking it and they, there was they this say whole everything's thing like where, unhealthy then it's healthy then it's unhealthy then it's healthy. There was like 
there was like this 10-year period where you were supposed to drink decaf and you shouldn't have coffee at all. And I actually and then, remember an aunt switching. She was addicted to soda. She was trying to get off cigarettes, and soda was her new thing. And she went to caffeine-free diet, whatever shit, she, Pepsi or Coke, I don't know. But yeah, I remember that. Everyone was like, like no caffeine. Yeah, and then suddenly it becomes like a, a, a cool gourmet item, you know. Oh, it becomes hipster again. It's so, so, so freaking hipster. It's like, like I don't particularly like um, Starbucks for because it's it's um, first of all it's always crowded. You have to wait a long time. Secondly, yeah. they don't really do anything for you. They don't bring you the coffee. You have to go get the coffee, and then you, you have to wait on them to. then you have to wait for them to do it, and then there's never any there's never enough places to sit down. It's so awkward waiting for it. It's awkward and other people waiting for it. And then I hate giving my my name and then I call your name. So I always give different names. Like I don't yeah. I don't really drink coffee right now, but like I would say like, you know, Penelope was the one I used to always use. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like Bertha, the worst it's Bertha it's like on. the worst customer service experience that has the best <laughs> reputation of all coffee places, you know? And yeah. Yeah. It's better to just like go to a diner and just order coffee. Because <laughs> someone will bring it to you and pour it yeah. and refill it. Yeah. <laughs> and at least pretend to, you know, try to be nice. <laughs> I remember this old coffee shop I used to work at a long time ago in, in Massachusetts. I don't have to work out fucking remember. It was like, it, it was old school. It was fun. It was fun to have, like, these weird characters sit there and you keep refilling and they tell you all their weird weird stories and I don't know. Yeah. It's more fun than just like putting coffee in a cup. Here you go. What's your name? Okay, bye. <laughs> Next person, what's yeah. your name? Who do you, do you miss Massachusetts? Is that is that where you want to live? No, I mean, I was so you don't like Boston. Kentucky? No, I was living out in California, but it just got too hard. It was just way bloody fucking too expensive and it sucked. It's like you guys. It's impossible. Where do you live in Los Angeles? I well, at first I was living in San Francisco in the Bay Area, going to school, and then I kept trying to get back, go down to L.A., but it just never stuck. It was just like, well, now it's the Bay Area everywhere is so expensive in California now. But yeah, I lived there for a little bit. It, it, was, it was fucking brutal. Was like so many fucking people. And just like everybody's trying to be fucking famous, and it's just like I don't know, it's fucking annoying as hell. To everybody's me. trying to be famous in L.A. or both yeah. places. No, 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 L.A. Um, the Bay Area wasn't like that, but in 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 L.A. it was just ridiculous. Everybody, like you go anywhere, even into a coffee shop, they have their laptops, they're writing a fucking screenplay or something. You over, uh-huh. like, you overhear people working on monologues, and it's just like, oh, can you fucking just stop for like, just like, <laughs> I don't know, I just, uh, I don't know, so I, really, I, I don't, uh, yeah, it's like I, when I first went there, I thought everyone was so fucking just slow. They walk slow, they talk slow. I'd be trying to speed them up, like, okay, okay, okay like fucking, which was a good practice. That that was good to go there first before I came here because like they're even fucking slower here. <laughs> Yeah, people in LA they want to they all want to talk to you. You know, it's like I I I lived out there for a year, and I couldn't get anything done because any place you go, 
it's an hour, an hour and a half. You know, it's yeah. like you can't get anywhere. Um, yeah. And there's no parking when you get there or the parking's yeah. 40 bucks or something. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, and so it's like really frustrating um, place to live. You just like, yeah. it's got all this space and then you, you're, you're discouraged from ever leaving your apartment yeah. <laughs> because it's just too big of a problem to drive and, and you have to drive and, uh, and it's miserable all the time. And, or you could be and, like me and walk or roller skate and well, then get followed. Every time I walked or roller skate or something to go to the, like if the, like, like CVS was like two miles from my apartment. So I'm like, I'll walk. And I get fucking followed, and the guy like waits at the door for me when I come out, and I got followed so many fucking times. Well, that's <laughs> not a good. Weird. <laughs> and then people look at you like you're a freak and would beep and yell if they see you walking. <laughs> yeah, I used to w- walk in LA as much as I could, and and I even used the mass transit there, which is not that bad. Yeah, um, I used that but, too. But um. The buses uh, but, run but, really slow and bad, but the the train and like if you go to the airport, there's like a shuttle, a train, like that was fine. But the yeah. buses, when I was trying to go to school and stuff, was just hit and miss. They might not show up at all one day. <laughs> yeah. The next day, they're all over different times. The problem is there's no center of anything if you're like trying to work a job. Yeah. It's like uh, you your appointment might be in. Uh, North Hollywood. It might be in Century City. It might be in Santa Monica. It might be in um, downtown LA. And these places are vast distances apart. Uh-oh. Vast distances. And you add in heavy traffic, and it's like you are you're just like running all over the fucking planet yeah. trying well, to get to meetings, me. you know, or. Like, and I was still acting at the time, so you'd have an audition, and an audition would just be this address in, in, uh, in, in, uh, you know, Culver City. And you. I lived in Culver City briefly. Well. Really? You would have to find this place. And, and, uh, so you just spend all your time just driving all over the fuck, you know, and, 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 uh, I, I don't, I, you know, so I wasn't crazy about it. I was kind of happy when I got the Monster Vision job and I was able to do something else. So, um, yeah, I I don't know if it's different now, but when I was there, it's just like it was also very um. I don't know. I just didn't have good experiences. Like like I would get these opportunities, but like or these auditions, but it was creepy. And then they're like, oh, but you have to do this, and I'm like. Fuck you! I'm not sucking your dick or this or that. I don't want the part. That oh bad. my god! Bye or like show me your tits and I'm like, mm, oh my god! Me <laughs> show me yours, you fat ball piece of shit. But I, I, I don't care. I don't want the job that bad. I'm not one of those type of people. I've been homeless and 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 then I think back on certain opportunities and like hmm, maybe I should have just fucked that guy. But then and it's just not me. Like I'd rather be fucking homeless. <laughs> like I don't care. Well, like, yeah, I mean, with the wrong person, people. It's just well, so of course, much of be, that. I was just yeah. like, I can't take it anymore. I have to fucking. Well, that. being a guy, I didn't have the casting couch experience, but I, but I, <laughs> the, the, actually, the very first day I was in LA, I went to all these auditions, and and um, I called the agent and said, Hey, I think I got, um, 
four jobs today. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize that people are just very nice to you when they're trying to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. <they laughs> In are. LA. And so and so when they say, Wow, that was great, That's that means get out of my office. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh I didn't understand the whole uh, the whole um you know everyone's smiling at you all the time in LA uh, so to funny. tell you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a weird experience with this like um really popular agency that repped some really good people and like I was moving. It was like just like two days before I was moving, but my friends like you got to call, you have to go in, just go in. I'm like, but I'm moving. And so <laughs> The day before, I was, like, hanging out with a couple of friends because I was leaving, and um, I don't do, like, I don't do pot and stuff. I've tried it a few times. It never did anything to me. I'm just, like, I don't get it. It's not doing anything. But my friend had really good stuff, and I, I didn't think it was doing anything to me. But I was fucking flying for a week. And so the next day, I was still, like, fucking high, and I go to this <laughs> audition. I'm gonna see your fucking bats flying over my head. <laughs> I was so fucking out of it. I was just like reading this shit they gave me to read, and I'm like swatting at bats and jumping on the ground, hiding wow. from the bats and shit. But yeah, what, they were. What, they, what kind of drug was it? <laughs> it's supposedly just pot. I, it was I, just. It was just weed. Supposedly, yeah. but I, I just I don't do that. So and I don't even really wasn't don't drink or anything. Must have had something in it. In well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I was so paranoid. And it was in me for like a week. But they were all being really sweet and nice and smiling. But I think they just were wanting me the fuck out of there. But they were so yeah. nice. I was like, wow, they're so nice. But it's just they're fake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you ever thought of like if you weren't doing like a horror? Like showing horror, is it? Have, would you ever want to do like a, not a marathon where you, with like other types of movies or? or oh yeah. Just, right? Oh yeah, I I would be happy to. I mean, I'm I I like all, I like all, I I like all the exploitation genres. You know, I I like um, you know, I don't know if you uh, did you see my redneck show when I was in um, Louisville. Um, yeah, the art, I, the art sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could do a marathon of redneck movies. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, um, so, um, uh, so yeah. Um, but you know, there's no market for it. There's no place. There's no place yeah. clamoring for for hosted marathons right now. Best though having it live and having a host, and then you stop it and talk about it. I mean, because oh. if, if if a network is put on like a marathon, I'm less likely to watch that than yeah. if you have it live and there's a host and they stop and they talk. That's like yeah, I've fun. I've done that. I've done live hosted shows where we stop the movie. Um, um, and and I, actually, I'm doing it this summer at the um. Mahoning Drive-In in Pennsylvania. We're having the Joe Bob's Drive-In Jamboree in July, um, and um, uh, one night of it, uh, we're going to reproduce a, a regular last drive-in show live. You know, awesome. and so, <laughs> so, um, 
So uh, that'll be that'll be cool to do it in the outdoors if it doesn't rain. We'll <laughs> still do it. Nice and muggy for you. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> still do it if it rains, but you know we're prepared for everything. The only thing that can shut down a drive-in is uh, fog. Hurricane or oh. Well, yeah, high wind that blows <laughs> down the screen, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, you can show movies through the rain, through the snow. Um, you just you just can't show movies in fog, obviously. So. <laughs> so how many I, how many more are you guys gonna go straight through the summer? Or are you gonna be taking a break with Shutter so you can do? Um, well, we're going to do our usual season and then we'll do some specials later in the year and then we'll, um, you know, hopefully we'll come back for another season. Um, but, um, uh, I, I don't understand the, the rhyme or reason to when we're on and when we're not on, but, but uh, you uh, you know, if you're going to be throughout the summer, I think, um, it? I, I'm not sure. I mean, I and and I'm also not allowed to tell, oh, even if even yeah, if yeah, I yeah. even if I know they don't like they like everything to be a surprise. So, do you, <laughs> you guys at least know how many how many shoot at a time, or do they keep that from you? Yeah, but I'm not supposed to talk about that either. But you can't tell there's, that. Yeah, yeah. There's a um, uh, like I have a I have a very iconic guest. Um, coming up um, this week, and um, I, I, I think we're going to announce the guest in advance, but I'm not sure. But I think okay. we're going to announce the guest in advance. Usually, <laughs> yeah. usually we don't announce anything in advance, but yeah. Uh, but in this case, I think we're going to announce in advance because because guest is so famous. So. <laughs> If I so, if I was doing it, I would just tell everyone everything, but did, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard sometimes to keep that quiet. Yeah. But usually, it's more of an impact if you can keep it quiet. But. Um, I I think the I think the marketing philosophy is that um, uh, it's just like when movies come out. You know, all the publicity is in that one week before the movie. You know, like. If the movie comes out on Friday, they do a big thing on sun, on the Sunday before the Friday, and then they do ads all during the week, and then it, and then boom, it comes out on Friday, and they hope that, you know, they've built up all this critical mass of support for it, and so I think that's the theory of waiting on the marketing for last drive-in shows. Did you guys when you guys had Jeffrey Combs on last week, right? Was that? Was that I can't remember if you guys announced that or if that was a surprise. Where wh- wh- last week's show? Yeah, was it last um, week with Jeffrey Combs? I with Jeffrey Combs, Friday, two before. two weeks ago with Jeffrey yeah. Combs. Yeah, uh, we didn't. Uh, uh, Jeffrey announced it. Jeffrey. I thought so. Jeffrey put on a cowboy hat and did his best. Yeah, uh, did, okay. did his best Arkansas accent because he yeah. has all these 
family members from Arkansas. Yeah, I was wondering what he was trying to do. <laughs> well, I had I had been sort of, uh, you know, um, several years back there was a horror convention in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was there, and uh, Jeffrey was there, and all of Jeffrey's uh, extended family and cousins and came down from the Ozarks to be oh, to, 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 to be like at the at the convention. And so I'm meeting these people and, and it's just not it's just not connecting that this is the family of Jeffrey Combs. It's just it didn't make sense to me that that these people that these Ozarks people were were Jeffrey Combs family. And so uh, and but sure enough, he came over to the table and he said, "He said, Joe Bob, you know, good to see you." And 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 I said, "Jeffrey, this is your family." And he was like, "Oh yeah, all of them." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he grew up in California, but his his parents came from Arkansas, and so he never lived there though when he was a kid. No, he never lived there. He grew he up in, uh, or maybe maybe when he was two years old or something. Uh, but but he no, he grew up in Lompoc. Uh, California, but uh, where is that but, near LA or? It's about um, it's about halfway up the coast between um, LA and San Francisco. It's where the big oh. uh, it's where the big um, um, what do you call it Spe- space launch place is. Oh, okay. You know the military where they launch okay. military yeah, rockets. Okay. Um, oh, wow. You know and. Uh, and uh, it's also where the um, where the the prison for the insane is, prison for the mentally ill. And I only know that because I've gotten so many letters from them. Hey, you should give it go get a little uh, tour there. <laughs> oh man, I I uh, I got a letter from that guy that um. I got a letter from that guy that killed the sitcom actress back in the in the nineties um or maybe the eighties um, and i'm I'm blanking on her name, but he killed a famous he stalked her, went to her house, she opened the door he shot her and um and uh so robert i remember his name Robert Bardo is his name, and so he went to the he went to the uh he went to I think he got a life term, and then apparently he was not—he was not all there mentally. So he got sent to the to the mental prison at Lompoc and everything. And so he starts writing me fan mail, and so <laughs> and so I I I called the uh, district attorney's office in L.A. and said, should this guy really be allowed to write to TV? People on TV when he shot, you know, he's in prison for killing somebody on TV, and um, and uh, uh, Marsha turns out Marsha Clark was the person that put that put him in that put him in prison, and so she said, "Oh, I will take care of that immediately," and so she (laughs) and so she like stopped his 
correspondence privileges because I because I was thinking That's you know weird. I didn't I didn't really feel threatened I didn't really feel like he would do anything to me even if he was out or able to do anything to me but yeah. I thought you know if he's writing to me he's probably writing to other other pe- yeah. people that are on TV and and obviously he develops these fixations and and so this is just not healthy because what if he does get out you know so would he so, ever get out if he's if he's mentally off, I don't kill someone. No, you. For, first of all, it, it's like if if you go in, if if you're ju- if you're judged insane, uh, if you're judged not guilty by reason of insanity, you're never getting out. Uh, that's actually better than being than just getting a normal life term. Normal, yeah, um, you can potentially get out. Uh, yeah, even a life term, you you can eventually get um, get the the end of your term uh, shortened. Um, but um, it's it, it would have been better if they just said he's crazy uh, and and found him not guilty by reason of insanity. Because then you go to the high security um, uh, lunatic unit. They don't call it the lunatic unit, but <laughs> but you go to the high security unit, and these and and then doctors have to evaluate you. A panel of doctors evaluate you every six months, and they never let you out. If you've done a if you've done a a violent crime, those doctors will never let you out. And 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 so, um, but juries rarely uh, rarely do the not guilty by reason of insanity. They will rarely find that. Um, and and therefore we're not as safe as we could be <laughs> if they did that yeah. if they did that more often. You know that's what that's what happened to Ed Gein. Um, you know the 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 character that uh, the guy the real guy that Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Psycho were based on. Yeah. Um, uh, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. He went to the um, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Institute for the Criminally Insane, and spent the rest of his life there. And um, you know that's where he should have been. Should be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it, some of these people, and I, 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 with these two crime shows, I watch in like a lot of them get out after doing something so heinous. I'm like, how would they ever get out of jail? And then they do even worse. After they get out, and I'm like, "What the fuck? That it drives me nuts." Yeah, like some of the stuff that they they do is so sick, and I'm like, they only did a few years. I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And then of course they do even worse when they come out. Yeah, they're crazy. (laughs) If you do that kind of thing, there's something not right with your head. (laughs) Yeah, it's not really the system is not really based on. the system is based on lawyering, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the same, same guy, two guys doing the same crime and with the same set of circumstances. Um, both of them found guilty. One gets life without parole and one gets just 20 years. Well, that's a huge difference. A that's a huge behavior. difference. And that difference <laughs> yeah. is, that difference is lawyering. The the difference in yeah. the, in the, in the legal representation of those two guys. Yeah, my I, brother's I, a criminal lawyer, so I'm oh, yeah. often disgusted by him. I'm like, why are you representing that person? You suck. Oh my god, but, I'm 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 actually amazed how many of these guys confess on these true crime shows. Um, yeah. Uh, 
um, especially on uh, that show, the first 48, uh, they'll they'll get the guy in the room and be be nice to him and give him a cigarette and a coke candy (laughs) and and before you know it he's said 24 incriminating things and whoops life without parole when what he what he should have done is lawyered up from the day from the moment he entered the police station i can't believe when they start talking like i've seen ones where the person just starts talking 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 without a lawyer but they end up not being guilty but they do jail time because they're so nuts and they don't get a lawyer, and they talk yeah. too much to the cops. I think a lot of them don't understand the concept of getting a lawyer. They think that... Yeah. Like, Only if they you're ha- guilty. Well, they, so. first of all, they think that they have to have money to get a lawyer, which they don't. You don't, yeah. And then they, and then they think that that um, um, that whatever get, getting a lawyer entails, it's more complicated than what they can do, and... And of course, the police are reinforcing that because yeah. because they want the guy to sit there and continue to talk. And um, I really think um, I really think those interrogations and and in a police interrogation, you're allowed to lie to the guy. You're allowed yeah, to no, say. I was going to say that they're they, they're allowed to lie to him. But there's a couple of states that recently passed some law where now then technically they're not allowed to do that, but I'm sure they still do it. But well. For example, you're allowed you're allowed to say, like maybe you have no evidence on this guy, but what you can say is, "Well, we've got your fingerprints at the mm-hmm. scene." Yeah. And and um, you don't have his fingerprints at the scene. Yeah. But you want him to think that you do, and so so that he'll change his story and incriminate himself. And I, I just and, I don't understand. Like I've seen a lot of these interrogations where I feel like the cops just want to get anybody behind bars. They don't care if it's the right person. They don't care if that evil, yeah. dangerous fucker well, still out yeah, there. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that they that they will do anything to get him behind bars once they're once they're once they have a strong suspicion that that's the guy. I mean, yeah. but I, I mean, it just kills me those cases, those, those cases where the guys go to jail for ten years and they didn't do it. Yeah, I know uh, that. Uh, those, those, those just really kill me. I mean, it's there was like, a guy in Mississippi that was in jail for like almost thirty something years that just got re- released because now they have uh, the DNA that they didn't back then. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, I saw that. What broke something? I was so fucking. Yeah, I'm like, that and the guys come out. And the guys come out of prison, and they're not even mad. They're just so grateful to be out of prison. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder if they they must get mad later. But, they have but to get mad. They, they come out of they point. come out of prison, and they're just like, Your whole life oh my gone. god, you know? Now that yeah, I know. Old, they have no skills. They got taken in when they were like eighteen, nineteen, or teenager, or twenty. And mm-hmm. what the fuck are they gonna do now? It's like, and they couldn't. I don't know. It's just. And then some of yeah. the, some states are protected where you can't sue them. And so he didn't get anything from the state for doing that. I saw another one where some guy got a few million, but certain states are protected. And I'm like, that's so. That's funny. so crazy. I mean, no, you, you, God. the guys, you the, guys that, the guys that put him in prison ought to be liable for it. Yeah, uh, I feel like they owe him. Like that's just, yeah. At least they didn't fucking execute him. <laughs> yeah. Because like there's been people executed that are or innocent, and they found out after they've long passed executed. Oh yeah, that drives me crazy too. That's that's why I'm opposed to the 
to the death penalty, even though I see all all kinds of guys that ought to get the death penalty, but I'm like, but it's like we're just we're too flawed to yeah. to it's it's the system is too flawed to be killing people, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't reverse that, you can't fix that. There's no amount of money that can fix that. Yeah. So it's weird um, how many people around here. Um, they're so fucking like they're like pro-life, but then they're for the death penalty, and you can't talk to them. I'm like, well, then you're a hypocrite. That doesn't make sense. I'm like, they're just like, it's just so weird to me. I'm like, I just, yeah. Well, you're in Mitch McConnell's country. So. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I've seen him out when my friends have to hold me down. I'm like, I fucking hate him. And it's like my friend had to deal with his, his work a couple of times, and I just. But like he sounds like he has a mouthful of cum, and he's like, like he mumbles. You can't understand him. I'm like, you're rich as fuck. Can't you get like a speech therapist or something? Like, <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> well, you know, his historically, uh, one of the most liberal newspapers in the country was the Louisville Courier Journal. Um, I don't know if that's still true, but because um, uh, I think the family, the original family, sold it. Um, but, uh, it was always interesting to me that, uh, in one of the most conservative states in the country, they had one of the most liberal newspapers, uh, and, uh, uh, and a lot of famous journalists came out of that paper too. It was was well-respected. Writers here. Yeah. It's it's a weird place because I'm like. I grew up in Boston. I lived a big chunk of my life, you know, in the Bay Area and a little bit in LA. So like I'm like more European mentality and more like, I don't know, it, it was quite a shock when I first came here. But like, it's such a, everyone's such a, it's a giant, everyone's a giant hypocrite here. It's the weirdest fucking place. They'll be talking about God, preaching about God. And like, I'm pro-choice and I'm like, shut the fuck up. If you don't want to take birth control, don't, take it or you don't want abortion don't have one but you can't force it on other people but and they always say this religion bullshit but then they're dressed like this like with the ass cheeks hanging out and like even if they're 500 pounds and like talking about church and like they go to church all the time but then they're like also really mean bitter jealous kind of people and it's just like such a weird um it's just so mind-fucking because it's like, totally, they're just hypocrites. It's like the weirdest well, thing. I get, and I get like have, a lot of like shit towards me, and I'm like, I'm not like, I don't get it because I'm like, I try to, I'm, I don't like attention on me when I go out. So I'm like, I try to like blend in the background, but I, I seem to get a lot of shit, and I'm like, well, I don't, it's just weird. I don't, <laughs> weird, weird place. Yeah. Well, we've, you know, one thing we try to do at the last drive-in is we try to unite the two, the the, the divisions in the country. And some of the stuff that you're talking about is, you know, red state, blue state stuff and, and um, uh, conservative liberal stuff, but it kind of goes deeper into the culture too. And it's, um, and, uh, uh, I don't know what the solution to it is because like even in my own family, um, there are like things that are just not talked about. Yeah, not talked family. about. My family's in Arkansas. 
There's just things that are not talked about because, you know, because some people vote for one guy and some people vote for the other guy. It's like it's just a time when you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion. And, (laughs) you know, it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. People go from zero to like a billion when they talk about religion. It's like their their self-righteousness and anger and it's weird. We've we've been a puritanical country for four hundred years, but I've I thought like in the past I've I've been amazed that um the youngest generation um is the most puritanical today in terms of in terms of telling other people how to live and what to do and what to say and what not to say. Yeah. Um and my generation, which is the baby boomers, we're we're eternal children. We just believe <laughs> we just believe that we should do whatever we want and everyone else should do whatever they want but and everyone really should be allowed too. to say yeah. whatever they want to say it, and, exactly. and 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 yeah. uh and so and so that's why and and so that's why the younger generation thinks we're silly. You know, we're just silly because we we're just and and um uh and I still I still believe that people I I still believe that any kind of suppression of free speech I it, you can't be for free speech and say, Well I'm for free speech except yeah, these yeah. bigots over here. I don't think they should yeah. be allowed to say what they want to say. You have to yeah. let the bigots speak. You have to let everybody speak. Everybody, yeah. And and you can't like cut off you, you can't like cut off access to the public square um exactly. because somebody's somebody's going to say vile stuff. Yeah. Um and um uh that's but that's considered an old-fashioned uh, point of view now. That used to be considered classic liberalism, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to speak. Um, Everything has that's, changed. That's not considered a, an outdated old fart uh, opinion. And so, um, but it's gone. It's gone too far. If people don't like your position on anything, even the way you fucking eat, they come after you and try to so-called cancel you. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, why can't everyone just like do it? they want to do in regards to like religion or politics or whatever, just shut the fuck up about it. Like, I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. Like, I just don't understand why people can't just shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Well, I'm on your side, but I, I would say, you know, we got to get to it. We got to get to a place where you can just talk about it without, yeah, without, without getting so emotional and angry without going ballistic, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and so, uh, I don't, I don't know what, so one thing we try to do, I, I've noticed, like, when I do my live shows, uh, most of my live shows are in red states, but it's blue state people. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's blue state people in red states. Okay. Yeah. So blue state people who live in red states, they understand. Because the blue states are too expensive. That's <laughs> well, why. I wouldn't they, be here well, otherwise. <laughs> well, well, they understand that that you have to get along. You have to yeah. get along with everyone. It's impossible to surround yourself with people that are just like you. So you have to get along. But it's and, also boring if everyone's like you with the yeah. same opinion, you know? And and, uh, uh, and so um, and so one thing we try to do on the last drive-in is to to say, everybody calm down. Everybody, 
<laughs> you know, it's like we don't go so far as to say let's sing kumbaya, but <laughs> but, but it's sort of like it's sort of like okay, we're gonna like we're gonna like be we're we're gonna like try to move towards a group hug. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're all Americans, right? Can we agree on that much? We are all Americans. Okay. (laughs) Let's start with that. I'm not, though. I'm actually an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, you said earlier, you're more of a European than an American. So, Well, uh, that's like how I was raised. Like Everything is more that. So I've always kind of stuck out. But... Yeah, it, it you can't I can't there's certain people I can't talk to about certain stuff because they can't have a calm like conversation or exchange. They just go from zero to a billion crazy like in half a second. <laughs> it's like it's so yeah. weird. It's the weirdest thing. I'm just like, okay, maybe well, we should take some chill pills. I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm not saying anything original here, but w- one of the things that happens with the with the internet is like I I grew up in journalism, and so I was always aware of the the uh, the angry letters and the fringe opinions and everything. The difference today is the the um, the weird angry fringe opinion. Like the opinions in QAnon, um, you know, for example, QAnon believes that Hillary Clinton is dead. She died eight months ago, but everyone is covering it up and things like that. Uh, I'm actually really her in disguise hiding out. (laughs) the, The difference today is that you can just publish that and have it circulated in a viral way. And, but um, I don't understand the mentality of people that buy into that. It's like, how dumb uh, are you? Like, no IQ? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, uh, people. Um, a lot of people have – a lot of people cannot tell the difference between um, the Louisville Courier-Journal or the Dallas Morning News on the one hand and the um, – uh, QAnon Daily Report, on the other hand, I don't and so people like that. There, I there are all these websites that uh, pretend to be news gathering operations that are actually just uh, well, yeah, and and a lot of people cannot cannot tell the difference. It's it's um I don't know what the fuck's wrong with them if they can't. And tell and they're the pretty good. They're well, they're pretty good at disguising what they actually are, also. And so it's uh, and and there so there have crazy. always been there there have always been things like that. There have always been yeah. pamphlets and yeah. uh, you know weird political pamphlets and you know the John Birch Society and and uh, uh, you know uh, people that believe that the aliens uh, uh, you know the aliens are living in Hungary and uh, because. You know, you know, have you heard that theory? Because We're definitely the, not there. Because the Hungarian <laughs> the Hungarian language is not related to any other language, so it must have been brought from some other planet. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so um, anyway, um, it's very easy. It's very easy to spread disinformation, and so to some to extent, smart enough to be able to filter and like. Do their yeah, own research, but you know, I, I don't know. Read a bunch I'm, of different stuff. 
I, I read a lot of the uh, testimony of people who were at the um, the um, uh, riots at the Capitol yeah. on uh, January 6th, and there were so many of them that obviously believed strongly in the disinformation news that they had received. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, they they really yeah. believed it. I mean, I I I mean, it, it's one thing it's one thing when people you know consciously avoid the truth, but it's another mm-hmm. thing when they when they they they're just they're just ignorant and and misinformed, yeah. and so they they have a version of reality yeah. that they truly think is reality, and and uh, how how the you know the the um, uh, the press doesn't do itself any any favors when it uh, when it just publishes opinion pieces all the time instead of yeah. doing cold hard reporting. And, There's not uh, much of that anymore. I feel like the there's hardly like, any of it. There's hardly yeah, any of it. I hate and, that. And uh, um, you know, I'll give you an example when the when the uh, election uh, the day after the election, uh, Trump said he was going to challenge the election. And the mainstream press immediately said he has all these baseless claims, and they used the word baseless. Well, that's not the way to report that story. The way you report that story is you say Trump made these claims. You just say Trump made these claims, and then you wait a week for the judge to say they're baseless. Yeah, and you don't say they're. You don't just immediately say they're baseless. You know. Yeah, and the thing that they don't do anymore is like, as a journalist, Matt, you're supposed to keep your opinion out of it and just report like the facts right and and they don't but they don't don't, do that and so they give strength to the other side and they give strength to these publications that aren't real publications that are spreading the misinformation so we live in this in a strange world of 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 factoids everywhere that buy into it i still can't wrap my brain around what it's like in their brain (laughs) i i just can't well, they just so think one news source is as good as another, and so they they don't they don't distinguish between the I, I feel like between the people, fake ones and the real those ones. People we could just knock off like too many people in <laughs> our country. Just like let's just push those people into the water or something. <laughs> no, we can't do that. Or the other people. I don't like no, extreme. We have to pull them out of ignorance. No, you have to think oh, of it impossible. in a different way. You have to pull them towards. To. You have to pull not. them towards uh, can we, can we like, a meeting can of the mind. Like electro, electroshock. No, we're not going to do that. No. Can we shoot them up with some drugs? Like? No, we're not going to do that. Because <laughs> many of them are our family members. No, no, me too. <laughs> me, I can't talk to my family. I haven't talked to them on the phone for a long time. They're fucking batshit, banana crazy nuts. They can't have a normal conversation. I even told them, I'm like, okay, we can't talk about politics or religion. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. She cannot not bring it up and she thinks she's so smart and i'm just like ah and no i'm with like, you i understand I but, it, but it's still it's like, still okay. we have to move towards more more uh more information uh it's just weird because i know a couple of um people like you know like whether they're lawyers or doctors or whatever the fuck, and they're also believing this dumb shit and i'm like uh what the fuck it's not just like kind of Ignorant, or well, like, do you, you think only certain kind of people would believe it? But well, there's no. two re- there's two reasons for it. We first of all, we pay people for internet hits. 
Yeah. When you hit a headline, you see a headline and you hit it, you know. Yeah, get... We pay people for that. That's worth money. And then the second thing is um, uh, the people that own websites are not legally liable for what they print. And so, uh, uh, whereas the New York Times is legally liable, they can be sued. Yeah. But uh, but the the um, if if you own a website and somebody posts uh, falsehoods on it, you're not liable because of a 1996 law that was passed by Congress. And so, um, uh, you know, both of those things are bad. They are bad for truth. <laughs> but like, don't you like anything I read, whether it's online or print? I read and think I, I don't take it as fact. Like, and I'll go look and read a bunch of stuff. I'll look up stuff, do my own research. I don't just like read something. And even if it's from a legit publication, like I don't automatically like, okay, that's the truth. You know, like I, I don't, I just don't understand that. Like, I, I don't know. It's like like the drink and bleach shit. People actually believe when um um orange man said or more like hepatitis man um he fucking like it's saying drink and bleach and doing all this weird shit. Like people actually believe. I I know people who actually believe that shit. And I forget what else he said, but they they like believe like the craziest shit that I'm like I think even a three year old wouldn't believe. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just never gonna be able to understand some like these people. Like there's certain stuff that's just like so outlandish that I'm like I just don't believe that people actually believe. It's like I yeah, know. I hear you. It's yeah. Like, uh, okay. I feel like if I told them to go jump off the bridge and then they'll, they'll automatically go to heaven or like some crazy they make up some crazy story they just do it. <laughs> Here you go, well, put these needles in your eyeballs. It will, whatever I make up, and they'll do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, it's frustrating, though, like, when people deny the facts. Like, I can't even, it's like, it's, that's just weird. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping it will, like, people will start to calm down a little bit. <laughs> like, no. So you're in Jersey still right now, or New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah, New York. Yeah. So have you been there for the majority of this, like quarantine, or? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I moved around quite a bit because I did I did uh, some uh, the things that were open. Uh, I I I had I had COVID pretty early. And so I had antibodies, and so I I went ahead and did some uh, cons and other other events. Okay. So I haven't stayed only in New York. Okay. So is it how? Because I I would imagine New York was way more intense being there than like say Texas or Florida or even over here. Well, like, I mean, or? Uh, not really. I mean. New York started wearing the masks pretty early and yeah. and um I mean everyone still wears a mask uh in New York and uh just more restrictions I, I guess like more Yeah, I've never like, seen that. I mean they built these little uh, wooden platforms out on the street so the restaurants could have uh, socially distanced uh uh dining and outside. and um 
So we have these wooden platforms all over the neighborhood. Oh, okay. And, you know, so sidewalk cafes year round. Cool. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, you know, it hasn't been um, it hasn't been much different wherever you are. Actually, the 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 place that seemed most locked down um, over the past year was Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. I mean the. Um, uh, everything was every, everything big was closed, including major hotels, the theme parks, uh, the uh, um, uh, downtown LA was ghost town, uh, uh, much more so than New York. Yeah, I know we had things open here before LA, or California. I know my yeah. friends are like, "What the hell? You get to go do that?" Like, and then okay. Florida, Florida never really closed. I did two or three events in Florida. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, my yeah, that I, I remember seeing like videos on that, like during spring break and all that, and it was just like insane. My mom even said that she was down there, and it was just like crowded, crowded, and yeah, she's like she doesn't worry about it. She, I think she wears a mask when they make you go into places, but they just. <laughs> they yeah. still went because everything was open. Still, I don't think anything really closed. Like here. Yeah. Well, the theme parks Weird. closed in in Orlando, but then they oh, reopened yeah. pretty early. Yeah. Are they? I wonder. Are they full capacity yet? Or probably not. No, they're approaching it though. Uh, they're they're uh, they're about to be full capacity. I think. I'm going to Disney World. So wait, you, did you do? Are you still doing your um, like you, what you had did at the art sanctuary? Have you been doing that this year, or has that pretty much been canceled because of COVID? Or um, how redneck Next Hollywood? I did it one time. Um, I, I've done it twice since I did it in Louisville. I think I did it in okay. Louisville on February 29th, and yeah. then and then um, I did a show in Huntington, Long Island, on okay. March. Tw- uh, March 9th or something like that. Okay. If, if it had been March 10th, I think the show would have been canceled. You know, it was like right at the time when people yeah, were going nuts. Yeah. And so it was probably the last show done before uh, COVID hit. And then um, the Florida Film Festival did not cancel any of their events. Oh, wow. And so in, um, in August, we did a socially distanced show at the Enzian Theater in uh, Orlando. Oh, okay. Um, but... Um, I haven't done it since then. The first, the first time I'm going to do it again is um, um, this summer, uh, July. I, I'm going to go out on the road again. So, uh, you, so if if you're you know listening you're to going? this and you uh, want to give me some venues, uh, I'll, yay! I'll call them and try to book them. Come back to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I think everyone saw me in Louisville. I, I that, that was a that big was crowd. Crowded, yeah. They that was a huge crowd in Louisville. Yeah. That was the first time I've been. I was. I didn't even know that place existed. <laughs> the art sanctuary. Yeah, it was a great venue. Yeah. If you had to choose, this is a little weird question, <laughs> but if you had to um, choose between having your mouth located like around where your belly button is. Or your nose located on the left foot between the first and the second toe. What? Which one? 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like if you mouth, like it can be on your face. It had to be either on your belly button or your nose had to be placed on your left foot between your first and second toe. So you had to pick one of those. I the first one. Having your mouth on where your belly button is. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, that tells me a lot about people. Like when, I don't know. That's what I. That's the one I would choose is have my have my mouth. A little weird, sorry. <laughs> I'm out. So you're so you're doing the shutter and then you're going back on the you're going back on the road in the summer. Mhm. And we're doing the driving jamboree in in July. In July. Six, uh, July 16th through 18th at Mahoning Driving in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You guys could come do one here at the drive. With, uh, oh, God, I can't remember oh, the name of it now. Holy crap. It's taken almost a year just to plan this one, so. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's crazy. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. Like, I, All right. Well, thank I, you. Uh, I just, it just, like, I, I kind of, it just started as, um, as crazy. Like, the, my worst fear is, like, like my anxiety, I've been anxiety and like talking on the phone is like my worst fear. Like I like yeah. don't <laughs> So I'm like I'm hoping doing this will help me get better at it and not my have my and help my anxiety. Well I I hope so too. And you can expand the groovy ghoul empire. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I, beyond I, I books always, and and publications and uh, and I always, uh, always want to like like old school, like listen listen to like people have a conversation like like but i, I just didn't want it to be me because <laughs> i can't listen to myself but like i don't know so i know okay well you did good <laughs> so, so i'm looking at the king still you're like the second one i have like another two coming up this week too but so hopefully i'll work out some ways of the rankings but okay great it was fun though thank you all right thank you um, yeah, hopefully you guys come back, you and Darcy come back here. Okay. You've been listening to Groovy Ghoul, the podcast with Groovy Witch 666. Special thanks to our guest, Joe Bob Briggs from The Last Drive-In. Remember, don't go to sleep.